0: Here is the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belisle. And it left the media. Why they would give this man a podcast is anyone's guess. And there is what could only be a bizarre coincidence or something else. Welcome to the Boots and Whiskey podcast with Jim Belisle. Trap drunk and stupid is no way to go through life, son. Country music and fine moonshine. You look like the vermin-ridden son of a bitch you are. A podcast for everyone in the good old USA and all around the world. Oh, my God. There, over there. The word, the word over there. Quality booze and country music at its best. So you're saying, can you set my country music award on fire? The music... Nice and loud. What we do is if we need that extra push over the cliff, you know what we do? Put it up to a Eleven, month. exactly. You can email the show at bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. That's bootsandwhiskeypodcast at gmail.com. And it's just swimming with bow-legged women. All social media can be found at Boots and Whiskey bootsandwhiskeypodcast. The show is great, even if you're sober. Well, my advice to you start drinking heavily. Jim loves his music and his whiskey. A real woman could stop you from drinking. It has to be a real big woman. This is the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belisle. Great music, great booze, and fun, even for you non-drinkers. Y'all want to drink whiskey? I'd like a Coca-Cola in a clean glass. Finally, a podcast that lets it all hang out. Let's level with America. Got your boots ready for some whiskey? These boots are made for walking. One of these days, these boots are gonna walk all over you. And now, the Boots and Whiskey Podcast with Jim Belial
1: hey everyone welcome back to the boots and whiskey podcast today my guest is a local girl out of sutton massachusetts now in berkeley killing it there um also former idol contestant um there's a lot to say about this girl her name is chloe Belsito. chloe Belsito. um she has more of an r sound. sound, I don't know why the hell I just said that, um, sound to her, um, but she has, she does have that country soul. I'm telling you that um, she can play guitar, she can sing, she can do it all. Um, she's playing around the Boston area quite a bit. You definitely want to check her out if you're local. Um, she's got some original stuff that will be coming out eventually, so stay tuned for that. Um, as always, Mitch Max, um, Dirt Road Scholar Supply Company, Rowdy Roads, Afterglow Boutique, American Grit and Grace. Thank you all so much um, to my family, to my wife, to my kids. Thank you so much for letting me do this and supporting me through this all. I love you guys. Um, without further ado, my conversation with Chloe. Enjoy.
2: See if this works. Can you hear me?
1: I can. I'm much better.
2: Okay. Perfect
1: awesome how are you
2: i'm good how are you
1: i'm good i'm good thanks for being on today
2: thanks for having me
1: oh absolutely um so for those of you that don't know uh chloe and i met each other a few weeks ago at indian ranch for the local country fest Mm -hmm. um and that's kind of how we sparked this whole conversation and everything to go forward so if you want why don't you tell us a little bit about you
2: yeah um all right so a little bit about me hmm well I'm 18 years old. I'm a freshman at Berklee College of Music, um, which is, you know, this big point in my life. It's going amazing and I'm loving it. But I started singing, like I feel like every other artist, when they first started talking, you know, I started singing Um, and from there I just never stopped. And when I was around eight, I uh, began taking guitar lessons and piano lessons. And that kind of just sparked my love for performing because when I was doing um, lessons with, with um, the Music Academy in Worcester, they would have like these little performances, like these little concerts and I loved it. I was like this little 10 year old, I love the attention and I still <laughs> love the attention. <laughs> but I think that's what really sparked my love for performing. So ever since then, I've been trying to get out as far as I can. And then when I was around 15, I started performing at local restaurants around the area in Worcester. And I never stopped. I fell in love with it. And that was my job, you know? Yeah. That's how I was making my money. That's how I was getting my name out there. And it kind of just worked out perfectly. So now that I'm in school, it has slowed down a bit. But I do come home every weekend since I'm only, like, 40 minutes away. And I try to get in as many gigs as possible. But, yeah, that's That's yeah
1: that's awesome that's awesome. so was Berkeley on the sh- was Berkeley the school you wanted to go to, or was did you have another uh, dream and Berkeley was just close enough to home that you said, you know what I'm going to stay I'm going to go here
2: Yeah so Berkeley was was just merely like my dream It's been yep. my dream since I think fifth grade was since I bought a Berkeley hoodie from the Berkeley <laughs> bookstore in Boston um, <laughs> And also, it's always been like my dad's dream for his three girls to go to school in Boston since he works there. Yeah. So it's funny because I'll be sitting in my dorm and I get a call from him. And he goes, hey, run up to the window. I'm outside. I want to wave. I'm like, <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> but, you know.
0: It's,
1: yeah. You know, it's, it's funny because like I, I do, you know, it, you know, going on that, you know, you and I, you know, depending on I don't know if you're home or in the city now, but. You know, you and I are literally minutes away from each other yeah. when I'm at work in the city. Oh wow! You know, yeah. and, and it, so it's just funny, you know, because it's the same kind of thing. You know, my wife worked in the city and lived mm-hmm. in the city her, her whole life, so it was oh yeah. It's it's like a coming home kind of thing, you know. It's nice when everybody's here.
2: Exactly, and it's you know, it's such a great area. Yeah. Um, so I'm so grateful to be going to such an amazing school um, like that. But yeah, so. I did toss between... So I was a field hockey player for mm-hmm. um, my whole high school career. And I was I was, I was was really good. So I had some college offers. Um, and I was kind of tossing between, like, do I want to pick sports or do I want to pick music? Because you couldn't really do both. Um, mm-hmm. Berkeley doesn't have sports. And even though they're, they have, like, a signed contract type of thing with Emerson, they didn't have a field hockey team. So... I think that really killed me because I also did want the normal college experience with, you know, Friday night football games, tailgating, all that. Because yeah. who, who doesn't? Right. Um, so I was I was tossing between that. But then American Idol happened. And that kind of was like, Chloe, what are you doing? Why <laughs> are you even trying to debate this? Right. Like you, I was put on this earth to do music. I think that God gave me this talent to do music to be a musician to share all of my work and i think that berkeley was the best option for me and it was going to help me grow as an artist and you know help me make a mark on the industry
1: that's awesome that's 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 great you know it's it's always nice when things kind of start to fall in line right right When, when something happens and you go you know what what am i doing this is what i'm supposed to be doing exactly so You've you've set me up actually really well for, for this next question. <laughs> hey, so maybe, I, t- maybe I
2: did that on purpose. <laughs> <laughs> maybe you
1: did. Um, so by the time this conversation comes out to the world, um, another episode will have come out that had a former Idol contestant and voice contestant, all of these things, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're going to hear in that episode some... I hate to say it this way, but some horror stories yeah. about Idol and the experience. Can you walk us through your experience with that?
2: Um, my experience with American Idol was honestly nothing but amazing. I, Since I didn't get too far, I didn't get too far into, you know, all the other stuff. But um, when I was in Hollywood Week, I met some amazing people. And you kind of just see how show business works when you're on a show like that. You know, it's kind of like you expect a lot of things, but when it actually happens, you're you're still surprised by it. Like when girls start to when the girls or guys start to cry, they're the first people that they're that are gonna get interviewed. Me, right. I didn't I didn't cry because I wouldn't let myself. <laughs> I I was more happy with how far I I went. Like when I was eliminated in Hollywood Week, I was like I'm okay with it.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: Like okay, yeah, I, I wish I went further, obviously, but. I'm proud of myself either way. And there's these two, two friends of mine, and they started crying. I said, guys, I said, don't cry. Like, And they were like, I don't want to get interviewed. Like, I'm going to be so embarrassed. Well, what did the producers do? They, they grabbed them, and they said, you're getting interviewed. So it's it's just basically showbiz. Um, yeah. And you see all these like little things that are kind of like, mm, yeah, don't really sit well with you. But then you have to remind yourself, you know, that's how every show works. That's how Hollywood works. And if and if this is the type of, you know, environment that you want to be part of and you want to be in, then so be it. Um, personally, I don't, I'm not sure if I would go back to American Idol. Um, I, I want to almost, but again, I feel like at this point in my life, I'd rather just focus on my school and stuff because, yeah, I'll be in college for four years. And I think that, That's not a long time. And four years to just focus on my studies and focus on growing myself as a musician is more important than, you know, trying to jump onto a show. But if I were to do it again, I would definitely do it to get that exposure that any artist needs in in the world right now.
1: Yeah. No, so how did you get on Idol? Like did somebody reach out to you? Did you reach out to them?
2: Yeah. So I was actually reached out to by a producer um from American Idol and she reached out to me through Instagram and it was like not believable because I was so I did not know that was a thing. They call them VIP auditions. Yeah. So when she when she DM'd me, I was like this is not real. Mm-hmm. And then It was during quarantine. So I was like, I have nothing better to do. (laughs) I didn't even tell my parents. I didn't tell anybody. I kind of just did it. And she sent me like interviews and auditions. And then I did like a bunch. And at that point, by my third interview, like my parents knew about it. And obviously they were like freaking out where me being my like unexciting self. (laughs) I'm like, guys, it's not real. It's like it's a joke. They're like, you're doing interviews with, like, real people. And I was like, it was through Zoom, by the way. Um, I was like, okay, whatever. After interview, and after interview, like, I got an email from American Idol. and They were like, congratulations, you made it to the live auditions in California. And it came with two plane tickets to San Diego. And I was like, what the hell? Yeah. Like, no way. (laughs) And I still didn't believe it until me and my mom were on the plane heading there.
1: Yeah, I, I can't even, you know, I, I've had similar things happen where it's like you get a message from somebody that, you know, you never in a million years thought you would hear from, let alone actually have a conversation.
2: with. Yeah. It's, so, yeah.
1: no, go ahead, go ahead.
2: Oh no, I was just gonna say, it's it's a crazy feeling and it's it's hard to believe at first.
1: Right. And it's like you try not to get too overly excited because it's just, you know, just a thing that you're doing to, you know, help your career. Right. And then. It's, yeah.
2: And you, you don't, know, and, and that's one thing that my parents that they, they say always, you know, annoys them about me. I don't get excited about things because I'm always so scared about being letting, being let down. Yeah. So this was definitely one of those things where I was like, OK, it's just an interview, mom. It's just an interview, dad. And they're like, no, it's an interview with American Idol. And I was like, "Uh, yeah, 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 whatever.
1: Yeah. So
2: (laughs) I'm always worried about being let down, which I think is one flaw about me, but also not a flaw, because I feel like it does help me in some ways, but it does hurt me, too.
1: Yeah. You know, and it's funny, because with all of these conversations that I'm having with people, it's like, I'm literally excited for every single one of them, (laughs) you know? Mm -hmm. whether. Whether I know a ton about the artist or whoever it is, or or know very little, you know, I'm like excited because for me, every one of these is an opportunity, right? Mm-hmm. And that's that's how I go into these.
2: Yeah, you know, awesome.
1: and, and and you know, I do get, I do probably get a little, a little more excited than I <laughs> should for, for some of them. You Excitement know,
2: but, is always fine, honestly. Right. There's Absolutely. nothing wrong with it. It's just how you deal with the what's the what word I should use the outcome of the situation yeah. you know
1: right right yeah because oh. you know if you have a too big big of an expectation and it falls through then it's you know it's super like, disappointing yeah then you're like damn
2: yeah why, why yeah. was I thinking like that
1: right right <laughs> <laughs> um so from the things I've read and the things I've seen about you you're you're from this part of the world that I'm from, you know, you and I, Mm -hmm. it looks like, grew up minutes apart. So take me through that. Take me through how, you know, living in such a, you know, real, for real, like a small town in comparison to the rest of the world, you know, gets you to, you know, American Idol, gets you to Berkeley, Mm -hmm. gets you to having this career that is, you know, gradually, building and what I think will eventually explode
2: oh, that's kind of a hard question but also not at the same time um <laughs> let me just say I did not like living in a small town at all I don't think I fit in with my school as there was you know 70 kids per grade yeah and I grew up with them since preschool all the way up to senior year of high school And I always had, like, I'm friends with everybody, that's one thing about me, but I never had, like, real friends. Yeah,
0: yeah. I I think,
1: you know, not not to cut you off, but I think that's a very small town thing, because, Mm. I I, you know, I echo that. You know, my graduating class in 2005 was, I want to say, like, 110 kids, and that was the biggest class the school had seen ever. yeah. So, yeah, keep – yeah, continue with that because I, I think you're right. You know, I never yeah. really had, you know, solid friends. And, I mean, and, I had solid friends, but, you know, friends, uh, you know – Ride or they, die friends, like, lifetime
2: right. friends. Right. I – now that I'm in college, I have not talked to anybody from Sutton since since I graduated. And besides, like, my boyfriend, obviously, um, that's – I just – Never really had those close friends that I was going to be able to say, like, this is going to be my ride or die. This is going to be my lifetime friend. Yes. Um, and I think that that's it was kind of like hurtful, almost watching a lot of people grow up in high school with big like friends and girls. And I was always friends like this is cliche. I was always friends with the guys because mm-hmm. I, I didn't really get along with the girls. And my mom would always tell me, Chloe, it's going to change in college. It's going to change in college. And it did. It, it 100% did. I have like the best friends already, and I'm five weeks into school. Um, but it was hard growing up. And my music kind of was a threat to a lot of people growing up in a small town. Oh, yeah. um, no one really cared that was my age. You know, I, I talk to a lot of people now, and they're like, oh, like my friends, this, my friends, that. They wanted to, re- they, they posted my songs after I released it. And I'm like, I don't think I could think of one person that would do that for me yeah and and I do I and I and I, and I like everybody from my school I, I'm still friends with a lot of them but I think that I felt shut down my whole life by my my peers mm-hmm. in Sutton but I wouldn't be where I am without my parents and my family and my two sisters they have pushed me so far and so hard to get where I am today. And I'm so grateful for that. I'm so grateful to have such an amazing family and such supportive parents. And I couldn't, I couldn't ask for anybody else to be part of this ride with me. So.
1: Yeah. You know, and at the end of the day, it's your support system that yep. really matters most. You know, exactly. I'm in the same boat as you, you know, I had, you know, I had friends in high school and, you know, was trying to be friends with everybody because it was so small, right? Yeah. And then you don't really realize the things that really matter when you're in that sort of lifestyle your whole life until you get older, until you've gone through, you know, real shit. You know, mm-hmm. you don't realize what, who's actually there for you until, you know, you actually need somebody. Exactly. And, you know, it's, and then you get to a certain point where it's so much time has passed. You can't even... I mean, I'm sure you could, but you can't even reach out to those people and be like, hey, you know, yeah, what's going on? This is what's going on with me. And, you know, yeah, it, no. but it is what it is. It just, that's how small town life is.
2: Yeah. And it's, it's hard. It's, it, I feel like if you don't have that friend group by middle school, you're not going to have that friend group in high school either. Christ, um, but- I've seen it. Like I was friends with the friend groups and all that, but I was never actually part of them. Yeah. Um, and even with sports, I was I was friends with the girls the year below me. Mm-hmm. I enjoyed being with them more than in my grade. Um, yeah. And, I mean, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I love to venture out and find new people. I did have a lot of family in Worcester. Actually, like 99% of my family um, is in Worcester. So I was out there a lot hanging out with them and my cousins and my friends and stuff. Um. But, yeah, just being part of a small town is hard and I feel like no one can really understand it until you're actually part of it. And never mind being being really growing up in a bubble. Um, yeah. I don't think I did too much because my family mostly was in Worcester. But some of the girls and boys that I've talked to my, like in middle school, they're like, I've never been in Worcester. I'm like, what?
1: What? How? What, how?
2: <laughs> what do you mean? They're like, right. oh, I just like stay in Sutton and like the surrounding towns. And I'm like, huh?
1: Yeah. I I go to Tony's. I'm in back home. I
2: go to Tony's. Me, me and my family go out to dinner at Tony's. <laughs>
1: yeah. And nothing against Tony's. Tony's is great. Oh, but, yeah. Uh, yeah. It gets
2: old. It gets old. Right. 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 <laughs> but um, no, it's so funny. But yeah. And, and I think that a lot of people grew up in a bubble. And I do think it, it blinds us, too, from social issues. I didn't start getting into it till my height till high school. Um, where, yeah, middle school is a little young, but I feel like, you know, growing up in a predominantly white town, it's, it's different. You know, you miss, you miss out on a lot of things that you should know. And, and I've learned so much opening up to the cities and new friends and all of that, and just yeah. meeting new people. And I think that. Sutton was in a bubble for a while, but it's definitely getting better now as a lot of towns are.
1: Yeah. Yeah. You know, with everything, it's just, you know, time, time is either on or against you, you know, and, you know, right, wrong and different, you know, it takes time for these things to happen.
2: I agree. You know, Mm -hmm.
1: I don't think any sort of, you know, force or anything like that will change anything, but, Mm -hmm. you know, it's just time and conversations and, you know like like my wife and i talk about all the time like you know we're gonna raise our boys to be better so that you know when they are adults this isn't the conversation and that's all we can really do
2: yeah exactly you know I mean? and that's and i agree and that's amazing you know oh, an amazing way to thank
1: yeah so let me ask you um with everything you've gone through you know Luckily enough for you, you, you're relatively young and still have all kinds Mm -hmm. of time. How has all of this shaped your career and your music to this point?
2: Hmm. I need to, I might need to think about that. Um, (laughs) No pressure. Like I said, my, (laughs) like I said, my support system, um, I can't say enough about them. They, they've just been there for me from the get go and, um, you know, my mom has done so much to get my name out there. She's, like, the momager.
1: Yeah.
2: And um, that's literally what I call her. I'm like, Mom, you're my momager. And she's like, I know. <laughs> and um, my dad has just – he's also just been there through thick and thin um, doing everything for me. You know, they're always talking me up, always. You will not, you will not have a conversation with my mom without hearing something about me. <laughs>
0: That's awesome,
2: or even something about my 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 other sisters. She loves talking about us, and and again, it annoys me, but I'm so you know grateful that she is so proud of us, and like I said, wouldn't be where I am without her. But I think that growing up in a small town, it definitely made it hard to get your name out there. You know, you know less people, you aren't really connected to the city where a lot of stuff happens. So I think you do have to grind a lot more than other people to yeah. really get your name out there. And like, like, luckily my, my parents know so many people because they grew up in Worcester. Mm-hmm. I don't think that I would be where I am today if that wasn't the case, you know, you, it's yeah. all about having connections and you know that.
1: Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely.
2: You know, you got to have connections. And I think that's, that's what I'm in the middle of doing right now at, in Boston is trying to get connections out here Um a restaurant in Waltham reached out to me. So I'm performing there November 11th. Um, it's called –
1: I, f- I forget what it's called. That was weird. That was weird. So you're performing in Waltham November 11th at a restaurant. Temp- restaurant?
2: Tempo Kitchen. Tempo Kitchen. Excellent. Yeah. So it was like – and I didn't reach out to them. I actually got a DM from them on Instagram. And it felt really good because I was like, hmm. My name got out all the way to Waltham? Yeah. yeah that feels good that's like feels really good to know that my name's like getting outside of Worcester and I think that definitely going to school in Boston now will help do that too so hopefully we're gonna see how that goes you know if if anybody's in the area pop out always um I'll be there I'm actually bringing along one of my friends that's a student at Berkeley she's a drummer so it's it's gonna be a lot of fun
1: awesome that's great so what are you doing now that you're in the city to do this
2: um right now <laughs> nothing <laughs> oh, cool. but i i plan like you know once i get through my core class
1: all right so that was all on me that time i come to find out <laughs> so okay so you have a friend that's coming with you from berkeley to play drums
2: mm-hmm.
1: um yeah. what else did i say i don't remember um oh,
2: i you said something about what am I doing in the city right now to like kind of, Oh, right. There. That's
1: right. That's right. And you said nothing.
2: Yeah. Nothing right <laughs> now. <laughs> I think that, I think that, um, I'm kind of just going with the flow. You know, my mom's sending me gigs and all this stuff, even back at home. Um, you know, I'm just, just doing them, just meeting new people. Uh, but right now I am focusing on my, you know, we have to take core classes our first semester. Yeah. So I'm really focused on getting those grades high and, you know, really finishing this semester off strong, but, after that I'm, I'm going, I'm, I'm gonna talk to so many people, you know, network, all of that. I'm going to be majoring in music business. So yeah, I want to get a business degree. Um, but yeah. And I think that that's going to teach me a lot of networking too. I've already learned so much in you know, events that they have at the school, but yeah, right now I'm kind of just going with the flow and doing what I got to do to be a good student. Um, yeah, that's basically it. But I will, yeah. I will be getting out there more, and I think that it's gonna help once I play at Waltham. Um, yeah, I think that now that my name's out there, hopefully it can make its way to Boston. I do. I have been talking to some people. My parents have been talking to some people. My momager, um, <laughs> but there, there are some restaurants out at Boston that I might be playing um, in at the future. So we'll just
1: see how that's, that goes. That's awesome. Yeah. Um. So. What kind of music have you put out there currently? What do you have out there for us to go
2: and get and listen to? And it's, This is going to sound terrible, but I, I got nothing. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> I am, I've been into the studio about four or five times, and I am so picky that I didn't like any of my songs.
0: <laughs> I was <laughs> nice. like,
2: and and I look back on it and I'm like, I should have just released it, you know, but that was back when I was young, so it kind of would be pointless now
0: yeah.
2: because my voice has developed and changed so much, but I actually am in the middle of getting three songs done. Um, I worked with a Dolby producer um, back, back uh, two months ago uh, in New York. We worked together, so he's just mastering and finishing up my three songs, so Hopefully we'll see those out on all platforms um, but you can basically find me on youtube Safari Instagram I don't post much on Instagram, but i I will get better at it. I promise you <laughs> that <laughs> but yeah, that's basically it and i I will have songs out by the end of this year okay wait what's what's the month October October Ho- hopefully by the end of this year
1: <laughs> perfect. Um, you know, because when I saw you at Indian Ranch, it was, you know, you were great.
2: Thank you know, you. and
1: you're welcome. And I you know, I found it interesting because you you and I and um Liam Coleman were were chatting mm-hmm. and we were talking about country songs and country artists and, and you didn't you know, you said you said something that was funny that you said, Well, if it was rapper R and B, I would know exactly who you're talking about. <laughs> so how does that whole thing come into play?
2: It's so confusing. <laughs> Honestly, I I am I just go by a songwriter at this point. Um, yeah, I write so many different things, and I know country. I I like country. I do. I like all genres. Um, but I really, really, really listen to R and B. Like, I will find like underground artists, and then they pop up in like five years, and they're like super famous. Like, that's how into R and B I am. Um, I've been following this artist, Givion for years now. I was following him when he had like 20 K followers. Now he's got like 2.2 million on Instagram
0: Damn!
2: and everyone knows who he is. And I'm like, you know what? I felt like I did something there. I was like, that's my work. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I, knew it, he, I knew he was going somewhere. And right. you know, I think that proves how much um, love I have for R&B. I think it's just the soul part. So I grew up on country yeah. You know, my parents always listen to country and, and pop, obviously. Um, but when I started getting to middle school, I started listening to Etta James and Ella Fitzgerald and really getting into the blues. And I think that after I got into the blues and kind of find that love for soul and stuff like that, I fell into modern R&B. Yeah. And ever since then, you know, I've kind of just been like addicted to it. And I love it. And I do write some R&B songs. I would love to be an R&B artist. But I do find myself writing a lot of country songs and pop songs. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. You know, not knowing who you are as an artist yet. I think I have plenty no. of time for that. It'd be yeah. nice. It'd be nice to say, oh, I'm a country artist. Oh, I'm a pop artist. But I don't know yet. <laughs>
1: oh, you so. know, and, and as long as you keep grinding and keep doing the work you're doing, you don't have, you don't have to know until, you exactly. know, some. Whatever sparks or whatever catapults you, do that. Yeah, you I know?
2: agree.
1: Um, so I got a few more things for you um, before I I let you go on your on your merry way, and mm-hmm. I appreciate all the time you've given. Of course, um, I
2: appreciate your time.
1: Of course. Um, so, so other than the social media and all that, um, and your performance in Waltham in November. What else do you have coming up? Anything? Is there anything on solid on the books that we can let the let the masses know about?
2: All right, let's see. So I'm actually I'm performing this um, Sunday, um, the 17th, at the Cancer Walk in in Polar Park, which is going to be amazing. Oh, nice. Uh, yeah, so that'll be really cool. So you know, if you want to come support, um, you can come do the run or the walk. Um, that's I'm, I think I'm going to be performing. Then I'm going for the 5K run. My mom's dragging me, so nice. we're stuck doing that, but I'm so glad to be there and so glad to support. Um, and then after that, oh, sorry, I just totally lost my voice. We're <laughs> 11th, of course. Um, and then the 20th of November, I have a gig at Merrikey. Um, it's a new restaurant. I think it's at Marquee. I performed at one of the owner's restaurants the other day for a private party, but it wasn't Marquee, and she was opening a new one, so I believe I'm playing at Marquee, and it's in Worcester um, on Shoe, not Shoe's Spray Street. I forget. Look it up, guys. <laughs> 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 I'm such a terrible. I'm terrible with this. Stuff.
0: <laughs> this, is why I have
2: a, this is why I have a momager. That's um, right. Exactly. That's right but that's Uh, that's basically it for now and then I have another gig the 18th of December which is at Mary again um and yeah that's it for now and hopefully you know most definitely I will have a lot more coming so if you follow me on Facebook that's where I usually do my posting for my gigs
1: yeah well when you you know as those November early December dates just Mm -hmm. shoot me a text and remind me about the Worcester ones because I would love to come out and see you and
2: yeah of course you know, with
1: it with it being so close to home it's it's much easier than mm-hmm. you know trying to find a sitter to come into the city, the exactly. city, city. not that Worcester isn't a city, but, <laughs> the <same> uh, city. <laughs> <laughs> um, so so typically I ask about obviously boots and whiskey but you being under 21 and being in college I'm I guarantee you've never drank whiskey so I'm not no. going to ask that one <laughs> um, but do you have a pair of boots that
2: you like to wear um, a pair of boots. Actually, not. I'm a sneakerhead. <laughs>
1: nice. Nice.
2: Uh, yeah. You know, exactly. you're striking
1: out on all the country aspects of this. Carl. I you know. know you're, you're not helping me here. <laughs>
2: <laughs> hey, 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 at least I got some good country songs, all right?
1: That's true. That's true. You know, I, I, You know, unless you wouldn't have said that whole thing out loud, you know, and seeing you at Indian Ranch, I would have never have known.
2: Hey, I put a country outfit on too. I had the bootcut jeans, the red heels.
1: You did. You 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 looked the part. You know you you. You
2: (laughs) You always gotta look the part. Come on, play the part.
1: Absolutely, and you know what? You you killed it because, like I said, I would have never have known. And you know what? I
2: don't think anybody else there would have known either. (laughs) Hey, that's why I'm a songwriter. You know, you pitch me, you pitch me an idea, you pitch me a genre you want, I'll do it. You, you know,
1: like I tell everybody, you got to fake it till you make it.
2: <laughs> exactly. So come back in three years and I'll let you know about the whiskey.
1: All right. Sounds good. Yeah. Yeah. Because I, you know, especially when mom listens to this, mom doesn't, mom doesn't want to know. Mom doesn't want to
2: know. Mom no. knows, but mom doesn't want to know. Yeah,
1: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. Well, I thank you so much for your time. You know, I really do appreciate it. And, you know, I really look forward to hearing more from you and, and seeing you again.
2: Of course, yeah. Thank you so much for having me.
1: Absolutely. Thank you so much, Chloe. All
2: right. Have a good one. You too. Bye-bye.
1: Bye. Well, there you have it. My conversation with Chloe B-Belsito. Um, I probably said that wrong. So, Chloe, I apologize. Um, I'm just terrible with names. Uh, thank you again so much for your time. Local talent, like I said. You don't want to sleep on this girl. She's going to be... Um, something big, you know, she's just starting at Berkeley again, local girl from Sutton, Massachusetts, you know, not far from me. So when I can give out a shout to a local, I'm going to take it. Um, thank you all so much for tuning in and listening to my conversation with Chloe. I greatly appreciate it. Um, you'll notice in the episode, we talk about a previous episode. It did not air. There is a long story to that that I'm not going to get into, um, but it doesn't really matter. I don't even need to say anything. Um, But yeah, for a lot of reasons, it didn't air. But um, yeah, no harm, no foul, right? Um, So Chloe, thank you for your stories and your time. Keep killing. Um, You have a bright future. I can't can't wait to see more from you. Um, Until next time. Check out the social medias, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, TikTok, LinkedIn, Venmo, everything. Get it. You got it. Cool.
0: Until next time, keep the boots on the ground, whiskey in the glass. Good night.